Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, Shiloh's out, Jason's angry, and we've got the best prison couple me cute that you're ever going to see. We're going to break it all down next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey everybody, welcome to the GH Report. Report, report, report. We're on Sundays on After Buzz TV. Happy Father's Day! <laughs> That's right, here you go. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the GH Report right here on After Buzz, breaking down all the latest shenanigans. Happy I trademark Carla Renata right there. Uh, inhabiting in Port Charles. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. As always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And but we got applause. Look at that. Well, that's for you. I got no applause. Yeah, it was, right. It was a that's not true. My foot keeps itching. Oh, ow, no. ow, ow. Oh, no. Okay. We're, folks, we're going to be talking about Carla's foot itching for the next, <laughs> you know, 35 minutes. No, we'll we talk. won't. Uh, but we've got the chat up and running. In fact, Carla's got her iPad here. There's a lot of people already in the chat. There are. Let's do roll call. Annie Gohan, Joe Costanzo, uh, Michael B., Pelly. Pelly. <laughs> Kelly Public Cover, Lisa Wagner, Marlon Wallace. Matthew Kennedy, and I think that's about it that I can see right now. And if I miss somebody, I will catch you later. But thank you for joining us today. There you go. And, and for those of you that are going to watch us later, and just enjoy that Father's Day. There you go. <laughs> that lucky father in your life. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be talking about those latest happenings there in Port Charles. We'll do a little news and gossip at the end of the show to round it out. Uh, but before we break everything down in exacting detail, minute by minute, second yes. by second, yes. Carla, what did you think of the week overall? It was a really interesting week. I think the end of the week was probably the best part of the whole week, you know, with all the little surprises at the end of the week. I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. Actually, the whole week was was very riveting for me. In the middle of the week was a little, mm. but the, you know me. It's, it's always some part of the week where I'm like, uh. but the beginning and the end of the week was really good. Well, let's. Well, I want to ask you a question here because this is the thing that's starting to bug me. It's <laughs> it's what happens is that when something major happens to a soap opera character and you see other people have kind of conspired to assist this other person, they, as soon as that person is uh, able, they're going to start. So why did this happen? I wonder why. What what's going on? Why would this person happen? Or would, why would this person do it? Or why would this situation happen? And you see everybody else that's involved in that kind of going. Uh, don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, like my favorite moment is when when um, Curtis and Stella were in Jordan's room and that conversation was happening, and she was like, "Don't you owe me a cup of coffee?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Uh, for what?" He was like, "For convincing Ryan to give his kidney." Like, wink, wink. I said, "Oh Lord, that was just bad." Well, we now get the official confirmation, and I know people are talking about it in the chat, and we were like, is, is it really? Yep, and I, and I thought about that when that happened last week. I'm like, oh, the people in the chat room said that this is probably the case, and they were right. Yeah, so we get the old switcheroo with Kevin and Ryan so that we, Jordan can get her kidney. Uh, yeah, are you satisfied that all these people conspired to kind of screw Ryan? Yeah, hell yeah. He deserved like, it. Do you feel Jordan should be like, I need to talk to Ryan because I need to understand why. Because he did. she said that. And I'm like, Miss Thing, 
you got a kidney. Shut up. Calm down. Heal up. And, you know, just what are you doing? Like, be glad. Because last week you was like, oh, I'm dying. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing that. And this week you, like, recovering from surgery. You got a little more color to your face. Your eyes ain't looking like a raccoon. Girl, sit down and take several seats. It seems to me like if I was near death and whoever gave me a kidney, I'm not then going to question why that person decided. Look, right. I'm like, look, I got a kidney. Let's keep this party going. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. especially when it's somebody like Ryan Chamberlain. You know, the guy is a serial killer. Who cares? I mean, his motives are suspect no matter what the situation is. So what are you expecting? Are you expecting him going to tell you the truth or not? Who cares? And, he don't, and the truth of the matter is Ryan doesn't really know the truth. He suspects he, know the tr- he yeah. knows the truth, but he doesn't know for sure. You know, but I don't know. So, which brings me to this. So, I don't remember Nell having a kidney stolen. Do you remember that? Well, yeah, that's when her father basically sold it to Jax, oh. so that Jax could get it. Oh. But that was like the whole thing that we found out. That's like Jack's deep dark secret. Once uh, Nell came into town, like, oh wait a minute, this is who I got the kidney from. Oh, okay. Because I was like, did I miss that episode? What happened? But yeah, again, like to see this, it still just brings up why, like Nell's just misplaced anger towards Carly. Sure, it was her stepdad, uh, Carly's stepdad, that was also involved with Nell that did all this. But it's again, Carly had no nothing to do with it. It was, it was all Jacks. She's just she's mad at Carly because Carly wasn't having her being with Michael. That ultimately, that's what she's really pissed off about. And let's just talk about the fact that she's still not over Michael. Miss Thing, your ass is in jail. Michael ain't thinking about you. When she was all up in Brad's face, has he moved on? Has he gotten over me? Who cares, Miss Thing? You're the only one that care. You are the only one that care. Like, what are you doing? Move on with your life. Now, if you're Brad in that situation, what do you say if Nell starts asking those kind of questions? Are you going to just say anything to placate her? Because you don't want to make her mad because she could blow the lid on her being the real mother of your baby. Oh, you know, she's she's laying to do that oh, at this point. Yes. Because when she says she might get out for good behavior... They're already letting us know that they're probably going to let her out. And if that happens, that's going to blow the lid off of him. Because she's always going to be lurking around a corner, blackmailing him, you know, saying that, you know, I want to see, I want to see Wiley, I, or, you know, whoever, whatever the child's name is going to end up being, because it's not going to be Wiley. But um, she's always going to be lurking around some corner. So somebody's going to try to kill her. It might end up, somebody in the chat room said that Ryan's going to kill her with his hook hands. <laughs> That's cold-blooded. <laughs> well, we see at the end of the week, and I know uh, Michael B., as we were talking about before the show, and had tweeted us during the course of the week, uh, that Nell and Ryan meet in prison while Nell is cleaning the room that he's in. Right. And it, the question is like, wow, we didn't realize that the, his thought was like, oh, I didn't realize prisons were co-ed. <laughs> I know, Michael B.'s like, why is prison co-ed? It's not co-ed, but you know, when you're in prison, they give you little jobs and stuff to do to, you know, earn your keep so that you can buy buy have money to buy your toilet paper and your toothbrush and your toothpaste and all that kind of stuff. So that's why she was in there. And they there could be a, a men's side and a woman's side and the infirmary is sort of like neutral ground. Exactly. Where both men and women can be in there. Exactly. And Michael B. said, Brad is going to have to get rid of Nell or Jules will have to do it. Yeah, somebody going to bump. She, she definitely going to get bumped off because she's doing way too much. Oof. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, because Wiley needs a strong maternal figure in his life. I'm like, oh. She's doing way too much. And Daisy Flower 40, welcome, Daisy. Flower 40, she said that Joss has Nell's kidney. Yes. Okay. So so that we're all on the same page. Correct. That's because Jack set that up. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's the... I mean, I, how much... 
it, it is curious with now, like how much she says that just to start stirring the pot, and how much she genuinely means. Because I feel like Nell likes to just make people Mm-mm, sweat. But she don't. She'll say that, but then she kind of, she kind of, uh, she kind of practices what she preaches, so to speak. Like she threatened Ava, and she kind of came through on some stuff with Ava. Anytime she's when she starts threat verbally threatening people. You know she's got something is lurking in the back of her mind that she wants to do, and she just hasn't figured out how to accomplish it. Accomplish it. But um, Daisy Flower Forty did bring up a good point. She said Ryan did kill the last person that tried to help him. That chick in Canada. He also killed um, Pat- Patricia Bethune's character, Nurse. What was her name? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Nurse. Nurse. Tell me, tell me what her name <laughs> is, y'all. y'all. Y'all know the one that just won the Emmy. They used to call Carly Caroline. Tell me what her character name is. I can't remember it right now. But he killed her, and he killed the chick in Canada. So it's like, what's to stop him from killing um, Nell? And then he did tell Finn, he's like, he said, there's not a prison that can hold me. And when I get out, I will come for each one of you and kill you one by one. I'm like, ooh. I mean, because I, I feel the like drama the drama of it all. Mary Pat, in, that was her name. Mary Pat. Mary Pat. Thank yeah. you. The girl in Canada, I mean, she basically, we see her on the phone call kind of like changing her mind and reaching out to uh, Curtis and Laura. Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe that was a change of heart after seeing Ryan stab (laughs) a knife into the newspaper photo. (laughs) I'm like, maybe I made the wrong move with this guy just hanging out of my house. (laughs) So I feel like that's why she had to go. Well, she was going to go anyway because she had already given him the antibiotics for his hand. And he is a doctor because he did say when he was talking to Nell, I didn't realize he really was a doctor doctor. And maybe I forgot that. But he said that, what did he say he was, a pediatric doctor or yeah, something I, like that? I had forgotten like, that. It's been so long. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, okay. So he is a doctor. So he did have knowledge about how to stop the infection from happening with his hand. Which, and once he got what he needed from homegirl, he kicked her to the curb. The one thing I did like is he was talking with Nell that saying, hey, you know, I was the, the patient next to Carly after you got her put in front mm-hmm. of Mm-hmm. And having my conversations with Kevin and her was how I learned to fake being a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, that was a nice nod as that to why was. he was room for that was, so long. That was excellent writing right there. And what was also excellent is when he said, yeah, they talked about you a lot. Yeah. And he went, nothing good, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud when he said that. I kind of love John Lindstrom playing the double roles. I wish he could do it a lot more. But I know how much work that is for him and how stressful and taxing that is. But, man, it's very entertaining to watch. It was that I have to admit, it was an interesting twist putting him in Nell's orbit. And then as they were talking, just how many similarities that they do have. Mm-hmm. Both losing a kidney that they didn't want. You know, Carly. They, they didn't authorize. Carly. Mm-hmm. Ava. Mm-hmm. Even though they have different opinions of Ava. Yes, because he was like, because Nell was like, don't you hate Ava? He's like, oh, I can never hate Ava. Never. I'm like, oh God, really? Yeah, I mean, I, I did like his perspective. It's like he just needs to help her like unleash her full potential. <laughs> it's all these losers around here that are just you know right. ruining it. Like she's gonna turn into a serial killer just because you want her to. That made me laugh out loud too. That was actually kind of funny. My love can make you kill. That's right. Oh, uh, Daisy Flower brought up a really good point. She said that when Ryan first came on the show in the '80s, there was a person in the prison who he killed. Look, we've already established that there's nobody that Ryan won't kill that's in his way. He'll kill anybody. He he has no conscience. No, I mean, we thought, yeah, you know, being dead didn't stop him because everybody thought he was dead. He's back. Mm-mm. So there is, when somebody says, hey, no prison can hold me, 
Rest assured, we're yeah, gonna we are gonna find one somewhere that can hold you, brother. Sorry, uh, love you, mean it. We're gonna we're gonna see them get out, and if both Nell and Ryan get out to start up stirring up a little trouble, that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, I'd be down for the two of them teaming up to just see what kind of uh, hijinks they can get into. I'm thinking they are gonna team up, and I'm thinking that them teaming up is gonna ultimately result in her demise. Because she's going to say something. See, she's one of the manipulative, manipulative type of psychopaths. She's very manipulative. Ryan doesn't think too much about what he's going to do. He makes a decision about what he's going to do, and he just does it. Nell likes to taunt people. She likes to mess with people psychologically and just mess with them all. I was going to say something else. Just mess with them. I can't do that, though. <laughs> just mess with them all the time. And then... You don't, and then you're always left wondering: Is she gonna make good on this verbal threat, or is she just mentally messing with people? But Ryan is the complete opposite, and she is gonna get real comfortable with Ryan, and she's gonna say the wrong thing to him, and he's gonna he's gonna pop her. Because hmm, that's just how she rolls. Because she always says something stupid all the time. Look what happened when she kept saying something stupid to Michael. Michael was like, "Yeah, I've had enough of this. It's time for her to go." Yeah. You know, and the same thing with Chase. They were like, yeah, it's time for her to go. She's doing too much. Uh, We do see at the end of the week that uh, 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 Nell does get a new roommate, and that happens to be our girl Harmony. Harmony! Ooh! I was living for that last moment. I was like, ooh. But what I was really living for was that scene that in that interrogation room with her and Shiloh where Shiloh was like, she was like, I need you to get me a lawyer, somebody better than a public defender. He's like, I will after I get my son. She looked at him like, um, fool, are you crazy? So she, re- I think she realized, I think in that one single solitary moment, she realized that he was going to let her take the fall for him. Because he did say, he says, you, you decided to do that. I didn't ask you to do that. Like, he said that to her. And then even after Willow comes and pleads with her, Willow comes and pleads with her and is like, Mom, we can do this together. We can be a family. You can't, don't you see, he's going to let you rot in jail for this. It broke my heart that when she got ready to leave that room, she turned around and said goodbye. I'm like, girl, really, does he have a dick laden in gold? Like, what is going on? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, the great manipulator to to make you believe that his idea is really your idea. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, it was my idea to confess. And uh, I mean, I was waiting, and Shiloh is smart because he never burns a bridge with anybody. Nope. Because when he does leave that room after he gets the money transferred from Which uh, I wouldn't offshore have, accounts. Which I wouldn't have signed a damn. See, that was her biggest mistake. I wouldn't have signed shit. I would have been like, um, uh, no. Yeah. You get You take some of this money, and you get me out of here, and then I'll sign this. That's what I would have done. For sure. When she signed that, I was like, oh, girl, what you doing? Like, have y'all, oh, I was like, oh, man. When she signed that, I'm like, she's never getting out. That was it. That was the only that sort of leverage it. you could have had over him. That was the only leverage she had over him. That was it. And it was gone. But then when he leaves, he goes, oh, yeah, uh, you'll be the first to know. Whatever. Yeah, not. Like, yeah, I was expecting him to go like, I'll never see you again. I got what I needed. He didn't burn her, but... Yeah. No, he was like, you'll be the first to know. I'm like, mm-hmm. you are a liar and your breath stank. Like, what are you doing? I and your breath stank. And your breath stank. Uh, folks, before we hop on to more shenanigans <laughs> here at Port Charles, just taking a moment to say a big thank you for all of you Ooh. watching the GH Report. You're taking time out of your, your Sunday. You've got many of the things you'd be doing. It's Father's Day. You could be having a nice cookout on the grill or just relaxing at home or just hanging out doing whatever you do, but you're taking time out to watch us, and we greatly appreciate it. It's not just us, but everybody here 
here at AfterBuzz also feels that that same sense of gratitude for all of you taking time out of whatever day it happens to be during the, the week to watch any of the shows that we do here. But we're also asking for a little bit of help. If you get a chance, if you can uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave a comment there. Yeah, leave a five-star rating in iTunes when you have a moment and leave a comment there. We'd greatly appreciate it. But no matter where you're watching or listening, just get involved in the conversation like these great people that are on the, uh, the chat right now. <laughs> Carla loves it. That was sounding very much like a Jerry Lewis telephone commercial moment. We need you. Let's go to the big <laughs> board, everybody. We need pledges. <laughs> Oh my God, that was funny. Yeah, Kelly's like, <laughs> Kelly's like, commercial time. That's LOL. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. These people here at AfterBuzz, <laughs> they need your help. Let's look at the totals. All right, but thank you, everybody. No matter where you're watching, thanks for enjoying the shows and uh, continuing to make us the ESPN of TV talk. Hey now, hey now. There you go. Hey now, brown cow. <laughs> now I did like the beginning as we were uh, talking about Shiloh. The beginning of the week, Jason realizes, hey, Shiloh's getting out, and. Just him losing it with Sonny. Ooh. I just want to get it done. I want to get it done now. But what was hilarious, but not really, was Sonny going, dude, you can't go out like that. Like, you're the best for a reason. It was almost like he had to appeal to Jason's ego to stop him from doing something stupid. Even Sam had to talk him off the ledge. So between Sam and Sonny, he kind of backed off. But I don't know how long that's going to last. Because every time he sees him, he looks like he just want to punch him in his throat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, I'm wondering if there's going to be the point where Jason no longer has to hold back with Shiloh and just oh, goes to town on him. You know it's happening, and I can't wait. I love I love watching him get his butt beat because he deserves every punch and throw that comes his way. It, You know what I mean? And I guess he's got to still play up his, you know, hey, I'm a, you know, a new man. I've you know changed my life. I'm now Shiloh. But every time that he's come up against Jason, he's got a butt whipping. So <laughs> every time, and he, this is a guy that is trained to be. He was a special ops person in the military. Is you know whatever he yep. did military training. Yeah, that he still just gets his butt handed to him every time. Yep. He happens and I'm there for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there for all of it every single time. I love when Jason rails on him. It is the best thing ever. Well, it looks like we have our final look at Margot Dawson this week. So she's officially resigned as DA. Because I was like, um, why Margot? I thought, like, she had that big goodbye and left in that scene with Laura, and I thought she was gone, and then I turned on the TV there this week, and there she is. I'm like, okay, did y'all do a false goodbye? Like, what's happening? Which I'm glad for, because I felt like there was just a, these little bits of closure. Like, if she's gone now, totally fine. Right. I mean, we see her putting her place up for sale. Lucy overhears that. Uh, she gets a chance to interact with Shiloh one last time to say, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're going to get what's coming to you. Mm-hmm. And then she does meet with Jason and say, this is why I had to let him go. Mm-hmm. And here's what you could do to hopefully get him. That was a nice scene between the two of them. I enjoyed that scene between the two of them. What The other thing that happened was <laughs> that scene in Charlie's where Shiloh comes in there and he literally, like, is he just, he must be dense. Like, something must be wrong with him. There has to be a little bit of him that's just dumb as a doornail. Because why would you come up in Charlie's, and who's the pers- first person you go for? Christina. Like, have you lost your damn mind? He, can, I would love one of those lattes of yours. I'm like, fool, are you crazy? Yeah. I was like, and then everybody kind of descended on him like the plague after that. <laughs> it was like, everybody, it was like, da-da, 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 da-da-da-da. It was a hot mess. I, you know, there's part of me that's like, I don't think he's dumb. I think he likes just... Antagonizing yes. people? Like, he's, he's sick. Something wrong with him. Where it's like, I'm just coming to you as just a nice guy. I, you, why are you mad? And, and, and then knowing- Julian had to get up in his face. I was like... And then... And, and I'm like, okay, so I thought he had left until we see him sitting down 
And then another waitress comes up and she's like, didn't Julian ask you to leave? I'm like, where'd everybody go? Yeah, and, but you know, I, I hate that it's done a day book. He can say a quote from that, and then it just convinces everybody. Like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. I'll go get you that cup of coffee. What? Oh, Come please. On. What about the girl at the ho- at Mercy Hospital that gave him the information about Willow? Oh, I'm a big fan. I was like, he ran into two. He ran into three people this week that were Donna Day people that we'd never met before. The girl at the restaurant, the girl at Mercy Hospital, and then there was another girl at General. I think she was at General Hospital. I think I'm getting my hospitals mixed up. Oh yeah, that when they started with the initial list of hospitals in the area. Yeah, and the other girl with the blonde. No, it was General Hospital because he was in the bed, and she mm-hmm. came in and she said, "This is just a travesty." I'm like, Have, "All of y'all are crazy as hell." Crazy as a Betsy bug. I don't understand what's going on. I really don't. I did like him grabbing Sam and then Jason coming in. Oh, hold on there. I lived for whenever anybody comes for Sam, Jason is like Superman. He just kind of swoops in (laughs) in that last moment and saves the day. And I love how he had that conversation with Sam about like when Franco took her before and he couldn't get to her. And this time he almost didn't get to her with Shiloh and how upset and how helpless that makes him feel like it was a vulnerable moment that he had with Sam that I'd never seen him have with Sam like they've never had that conversation about that so that was kind of cool and I did like Shiloh saying you know I did tell the police that if anything were to happen to me then you know they should talk to you <laughs> like, like like that's gonna stop him from kicking his <laughs> please yeah, he goes I'll oh, keep that in mind like Jason's never been in that situation before he is the most arrogant <laughs> egotist. this is just a testament to the actor that's playing the role because he is playing that role with such venom ego and and arrogance that every time he comes on the screen you just have a visceral negative reaction to him which means he's doing his job it's the same way we felt about Mary Pat Every time she came on the screen, he'll probably win an Emmy, too, this time next year. But I still don't understand. If they have the recordings from what they did in the Donna Day house, where you saw Shiloh take Sam back over there after the nurse's ball stuff and said, hey, we're going to do this tonight, gives her the tea, does the tattoo, and then takes her away to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Harmony is not around at all in the premises. Mm-mm. So how She's is everybody, in Beecher's Corners. How's everybody willing to say, like, just because she said she did it, we have no proof. That she did it, so we will get, we will charge her. Yeah, that that is kind of funky that they don't have any proof. Because well, they do have proof that there was a drug in the cup. They do have that, but they assume that it was shallow. But they don't have any proof that it was actually Harmony that put that stuff in the tea. But then they they kind of figure out that it was true because his reaction to her saying it like that was real. That wasn't a, a, a conversation that they had planned. Like, his reaction to her doing that was real. He was like, why would you do that? People were willingly coming. Why would you? Why would you? And she was like, and she's crying. The thing about Harmony that cracks me up is whenever she cries, there's only tears in one eye. Have you ever noticed that with her? <laughs> there's only tears happening in one eye. I'm like, you don't have tear ducts in the other eye? What's going on? I don't understand. She's only half sad. That's it. <laughs> she's only half sad. I cannot... But the fact that everybody looked at the footage that, they, that Sonny and Jason gave them, and Sam said, that, yeah, I was, I consented to this. We don't see Harmony at all in the house that day. Mm-mm. you got to imagine that tea was freshly made. Mm-hmm. So what the heck? I don't know so why he they had, just let So he had to have known the recipe to it yeah, in order for it to be a drug. Or maybe, maybe she had a concoction already done up, and all he had to do was pour it out. Maybe she would come in like so many once a week and put in a fresh concoction or something, because that could happen too. 
I guess. but I mean, and, I, and that's something that would happen off camera that we don't necessarily need to see. It just seems so weird that just her confession alone without any evidence to support it is enough to just already get her in prison. Child, it's a soap opera. Yeah, I guess. You, it, well, it, am I expecting reality now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you are. And then let's talk about the fact that um, <laughs> Brad and Julian, Brad is back up in Julian's face going, you got to help me, you got to help me. He's having a wonderful happy Father's Day today, I bet. Not. <laughs> uh, I mean... It is interesting with the whole Willow case because everybody's worried about making sure that the trail, the trail from leading Willow to Wiley, is covered up. Right. And so Julian's done his bit with Sam, kind of racing the records. Mm-hmm. The only thing that really exists right now that ties them together is what exists in Diane's files. And and then Willow went to Diane and asked her to, to destroy the files. And Diane was like, um, "Excuse me, but I'm really not trying to lose my law license over you and this little baby." She didn't yeah. say it like that, but she she said it much more eloquently than I'm saying it. But she that's basically the gist of what she said. And she was like, "You got the best lawyer in town." She's like, "You know, that's just not me boasting. Um, yeah, it is, diva. You were boasting and talking about how fierce you are, but you telling the truth, so." Yeah, because when she breaks down, like, no matter what Shala finds out, it's going to be uh, from, uh, he's, he had to do something illegal to find that, which is going to, it's going to be inadmissible then in court, any mm-hmm. reasoning that he's going to have. So, I mean, it feels like uh, Diane's making a really valid case about why Willa shouldn't be worried. And she did. I mean, I, 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 I was there for everything she said. I, I love Diane. I love, I wish we could see her more. The other scene that I loved was the scene between uh, Sonny and Christina in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, and and watching him on the phone talking to Jason, telling Jason not to go after Shiloh while he's looking at Christina, it just softened him up a little bit. Which it is so. The Godfather is like my favorite movie trilogy ever, and it just cracks me up every once in a while. How I see these these glimpses of of Godfather in in Port Charles when it comes to Sonny. So there, and I think it's either Godfather 2 or Godfather 3. It might be Godfather 3. We see a lot of um, Michael Corleone in the kitchen cooking. We're starting to see a lot of Sonny in the kitchen cooking. There was a huge um, bond between Michael Corleone and his daughter in Godfather 3. There's a huge bond with Christina and Sonny. Like, they are going back to the Godfather for, like, some little pointers here and there when it comes to Sonny. It cracks me up, but I am there for all of it. Well, all it's gotta, of it. It's got to be tough for a person that's, you know, has power, is used to protecting his family, doing what he thinks needs to be done to make them safe, to have one of them saying, I need you to stop being like that. And need to, you need to allow me Calm to make down. my mistakes. Yeah, that was it. Was it was a really wonderful scene. The other thing that that I wanted to hit real quick was the scenes between Nina Jackson and Ava, where they were. Uh, it was looking like Ava wasn't going to sign on to be have this cover story done, and then uh, and Nina was not aware of the fact that Jax had, was trying to do like conspiracy conspiracy type of thing to talk her into it so that he could drag her under the mud because he wanted to avenge Connie being shot by Ava. It was I mean it was interesting it was great to see Jax kind of have that reaction to everything that happened with Connie. It was great to see Jax being kind of evil because usually Jax is like oh so nice oh so lovely oh so wonderful so it's kind of nice to see him have a little bit of an edge now that he's back too. Yeah and and I do like it you're uh, you're uh, putting yourself, to, uh, you know, submitting to yourself to Eva's vanity. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's like this is the best way to make her look bad is to just allow her to be herself and let the public judge and undo herself. I'll but say- I also thought that the, the 
the way she, when everything goes down in, in Nina's office and Jack lays into Ava, mm-hmm. and Ava's like, forget this, I'm not a part of this, mm-hmm. to go then down to the Metro Court to meet Jax again, and it's just, I felt like it was almost too quick of a turnaround. It was just Carly saying, this is stupid if you put Ava on the cover. That was I totally, enough. I totally bought that because she can't stand Carly. Think about just how much she hates Carly, if not more than Nell does. So nothing goats her Nothing more goats her than Carly going off on her and her wanting to prove Carly wrong once and for all. You know, uh, a sidebar on that is why doesn't Ava ever just call ahead in terms of, you know, seeing, you know, if her daughter's there? Because she just shows up and then they find out, oh, no, she's at the zoo. Like, if you would have just called, you would have known. You'd have to waste the time and then you have this terrible argument. Because I think that's because I think that's part of that. I think that speaks to part of Ava's selfishness. Like, she doesn't think ahead. She sits there. When it comes to Avery, she doesn't think ahead. She just goes, oh, I'd love nothing more than to get a hug from my daughter. And then she just pops by the house. She doesn't think when it comes to her kids. She didn't think when it came to Kiki. She doesn't think when it comes to Avery. She just thinks because it's her kid, she should be able to see them anytime she wants to, regardless of what the custody situation is. But I would think, because we, (laughs) of all the times, I think maybe is it once, maybe, that it's turned out that she could see her daughter? Every other time, it's either she's sleeping, she's at somebody else's house, she's at the zoo, she's out doing something else. You would think, after so many times of having that blow up in your face, just call. Save yourself the hassle. Or they might be aging Avery up. We don't know. Because sometimes they do that when they're trying... 27, that's what I read in the line. (laughs) 27. (laughs) Because sometimes they do that when they're thinking about, you know, doing something different with that character. I'll Uh, give Avery, as an actor, I mean, as a child actor, she's doing good. Yeah, she's doing a great job. I also wanted to address... Um, Kim and Drew and and Kim hallucinating that she was talking to Oscar. That was a little weird. It was. Wasn't that weird? It made me sad, though. I don't know if... I mean, yeah. And I don't know if it was just for her to share her innermost feelings about Drew without, you know, to somebody she doesn't know is Drew. I think that was probably the purpose for the scene. To possibly stir up a potential love triangle between her, Julian, and Drew? But I'm just like, is she losing her mind? And then it, 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 I could see that, and but it also made me sad because poor Drew. Drew's like, oh my gosh, she's losing her mind. She's having a moment thinking that I'm her son. Like, she's looking at me thinking I'm Oscar. And she hadn't, she hadn't had any drugs or anything, right? Uh, it was the altitude sickness that got to her. Child, that's, some, that's some fierce altitude sickness that make you hallucinate seeing other people. I'm like, wow, that was a lot. Well, but if that was the case, if this whole conversation was now that Drew knows how Kim really feels, or at least that, that I mean, she's been honest about some of her feelings, but just how deeply she feels about this, it would you be interested in seeing a love triangle between the three of them? No. I don't, I don't need to see that. I'm not that and, interested and you know, either. And you know what else I don't need to see? I don't need to see Lulu going on dates trying to find a killer. Or was, find a, or find somebody that's this harassing and molesting women or whatever, and totally got busted by Sonny. That was comedy at his. That was comedy at his finest. That is a storyline that I am fine only seeing the parts of her arguing the merits of the story with Peter and uh, Maxie, mm-hmm. but never seeing an actual application. Like the guy, the guy Mark that she went on the, the actual date with, I kind of felt sad for him because because yeah. it seemed like in the conversation that like they were having a good time and they were bonding. They had. Things things in common and so when she lets him down easy and he's like well yeah hopefully I'll find somebody as perfect as you I was like well she ain't perfect but okay you can do better <laughs> you can do better you can buddy. do so much better <laughs> oh and then and then we keep and then we see the Joss is also having a moment where you know she saw she thought she saw Oscar at the nurse's ball 
um, she thought that that um, Oscar was texting her back because she had the number and she was texting, I miss you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then there was that answer back. Turns out it was Drew and Kim that was answering her back and had his phone and telling her that they, you know, scattered the ashes, blah, blah, blah. But then she goes to Lucy going, can you help me, you know, talk to somebody beyond? Like, that's dangerous territory for her, I think. I mean, I guess I could understand her point of view where... You love somebody so intensely, and then at that last moment you could have been with them, you had fallen asleep. The theory of falling of your own, you're just exhausted, and it just happens to be during that moment where you can't say those final words that you I, want. I get that, but dude, I'm just like, I just feel like this is a storyline that's going to lead to some shenanigans, and it's going to put her in, in danger at some point. She's going to end up going to the wrong person, just like... Uh, Lucy said to her, there are some people out there that claim they can do this and they're just going to take your money and, you know, you're just going to be spending all this money and for nothing. And I just feel like she's going to end up probably being in contact with one of those kind of people and it's going to put her in a dangerous situation where she's going to have to be rescued by someone. Or she gets her hand on a Ouija board <laughs> and then it gets taken you. over by an <laughs> evil demon. I cannot stand you oh, right now. Oh, that's great. It's like the Jocelyn Possessed storyline. <laughs> no? We're not going to go with that? Somebody said, I can't. Oh, it was Matthew Kennedy. He says, I can't. I can't with Lulu thinking she's a reporter like Gail King. Boo-boo, I am right there with you, Matthew King. Ooh, Kennedy, rather. Every time she's, like, acting like she is, you know, Peter Jennings or David Muir or somebody or Brian, uh, whatever his name is on NBC, I'm just like, girl, calm your jets. You are not that fierce of a reporter. Come on. Because I'm thinking the only thing, her big claim to fame is the Ryan Chamberlain story. That's pretty much it. I mean, everything else has been, like, local stuff. It's been nothing. That's why she's all about... Because remember, she she didn't even want to do the story about the guy who's scamming the women. And then Maxie and Peter had to tell her, look, not every story that you go after is going to be as big as the Ryan Chamberlain story. Like, sometimes you got to cover some stuff that is mundane. And she was like, yeah, okay. And then we see her with this guy having a good time, and then she has to then she has to cover up and explain it to Sonny. You know, and Sonny's looking at her like, who you think you fooling? I, I didn't realize how much I needed to talk to somebody that was paying attention to me. Like, okay, got it. It's like, girl, please. You know, and, but I but I understand, you know, at least Sonny's like, how dare you do this to my son? And he understands the... Like, he gets it. He gets it. But there's only going to be so many more of them times that he catches her doing some shenanigans, and he's going to read her. He's not going to care about what's going on with Dante. He's going to be like, look over here. <laughs> Although he did say to her, it's like, no matter what happens, you're always still part of the family. And, you know, so. He says that, but you know how Sonny is. Sonny will say one thing and do something else. Come on, have we not learned that lesson? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, let's call a spade a spade. Time is rapidly going through our sands to the hourglass. So are the generals of our hospital. Uh uh. Not the generals of our hospital. Oh, no? Oh, it's the days of our lives, but that's not this show. I know. But um, bump. Uh, so, uh, folks, we'll just do a, a little bit of news and gossip here. After Buzz TV news, and this is the only thing that we need to concern ourselves about because it is the hottest news happening right now on General Hospital. You know, Jordan, she's gotten a new kidney, but she's still recovering. She's got medical bills up the wazoo. Oof, she's going to be uh, noon some time away. But holy cow, you know, poor Charles needs a commissioner. Things are happening all over the place. Oh, do they have somebody coming in? Oh, yeah, baby. Who's coming in? In a temporary position, but still happening nonetheless. Our boy, Mac Scorpio. Oh. 
yummy, yummy. That's right. John Jay, you are coming back to be the temporary commissioner of Port Charles. And I am all for that. I'm for that, too. Remember we were just saying that we wish he had more screen time. Yes. Now he's going to get it. Give it, give it as they much as possible. They have listened to the fans yet again. I love it. Well, just please, I make this a permanent thing. I'd rather see Mac. Just give him some more screen time. There's stuff you can do with Jordan. Find something else to do with it. Yeah, just give, <laughs> give my back, my boy Mac, some more screen time. That's all I, I beg of you. That is the hottest news you're going to hear anywhere. It's the most important news that's happening at General Hospital right now. You heard it from me. I will. I cannot I think of anything else that's even vaguely as important. Oh, no. And then somebody's talking about, in the, in the chat room, they're saying... Um, Maybe Pep, uh, Kelly's saying maybe Lulu's doing these dangerous stories because she thinks Dante will come back to Port Charles to save her. Yeah, I don't think that that's true. And then that. John Self says, I want Trina and Cam for a bit. And, and Dulamon's like, Trina, Trina, Trina. I'm like, I know. My girlfriend, um, Sonia, is Trina, the girl that plays Trina, that is her mother. Oh, her, awesome. The girl that plays Trina's mother was in The Lion King with me. Oh, so, sweet. yeah, I would love to see her get some more screen time. Um, they're saying something else, too. They wanted to know, is, is the new Valerie accepted yet? I think so. Yeah, I, I'm just not, not a fan of that hairstyle. Much... <laughs> not a fan of that hairstyle. They're not giving her as much screen time since the whole Christina thing went down, but I, I like her. You know, it, it is a shame because it seemed like they had that little moment of connection, and I mean, I guess Carly or, uh, Christina is still kind of sorting things out, but I really would like to see that storyline revisited. And even though they don't have the chemistry uh, that... Uh, Christina and the former Valerie Yeah, had. they don't. I still think it's an important storyline for those characters. And yeah. I'd like to see them at least try. Yeah I, yeah, I would like to see that too. They also, oops, stop. They also said, uh, who was Shiloh talking to at Kelly's? It was that new waitress that he was talking to uh, Kelly Publicover. And then they also said that Lucy had that experience with Madam Maya with Damian Smith, who who Damian Smith hired to fool Lucy in 1995. I'm like, ooh, John Self, he went back. There you go. I remember Madam Maya. I forgot all about that. <laughs> wow, you went back to the archives for real. Some of those hot GH storylines are sometimes <laughs> best left in the past. Uh, holy folks, holy holy folks, cow. He said, "Holy cow, folks! We have reached another end to the uh, another exciting episode of the GH Report." Oh no! Time has flown by. It really did. But as always, folks, thank you for joining us. Uh, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everyone, for taking time out of your Sunday to hop in the chat and spend the day with us. And now, if you're watching after we streamed online, feel free to comment down below about any of the storylines that we talked about today. How, most importantly, just how excited you are to have Mac be the new commissioner of Port Charles. I just want to see comments all about that. But, folks, if you want to stay in touch with either Carla or myself, more importantly, Carla, because she's a mover and shaker. <laughs> yeah, she's got things yeah. happening in her life. Carla, uh, where can they find you? Hi, you guys. You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also catch me over at Black Hollywood Live right before the GH Report for The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. I will not... Well, yeah, you can catch me there. And then you can catch me in about an hour... Right back here at AfterBuzz TV doing the after show for American Princess on Lifetime where we have special guest Shauna who plays the Maggie, a.k.a. the Queen, on American Princess. So check us out. Look at that. I mean, Carla is so talented that our own very own Maria Menounos gave her a personal shout out there <laughs> on Twitter about that. Look she at that. She did. I was very excited. Look at that. <laughs> uh, folks, follow me on the Twitter gram. She's never, she doesn't even know who I am. That's, uh, but she does. Twitter, she doesn't. She has no idea. She does. Follow me on the Twitter grams, folks, at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. We'll be back next week with an all new episode right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye. 
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 